0: have your bibles let's turn to ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 and we're gonna uh springboard off that uh this evening uh uh, this passage of, of scripture and we're gonna believe god to do great things we're gonna believe god to bring revelation to challenge us uh to encourage us and just to bring revelation in his word um for our lives because uh we're thankful aren't we for 2023 and what god did in 2023 we're thankful for the miracles, for the breakthrough. We're thankful for, for standing on his word and, and just still being in the kingdom of God, in the house of God. We're thankful for that. But we are looking forward uh, to 2024. Um, you know, we're, we're, not, we're, we're grateful, but we're not content yet because we're excited for what God is going to do in 2024. We're not content being that we're looking forward to all that God's going to do. So uh, with that mindset, let's, let's get ready to... Um, to to focus on God's Word. And the series uh, that we're going to be focusing on here for our midweek services uh, in the the coming future is Equipped the Armor of God. Equipped the Armor of God. Now, as I said, we're grateful for what God's done in our lives, for what God did this, this past year. We're grateful. We thank God for keeping us. We thank God for the breakthroughs that we've experienced. We thank God for the miracles that we've experienced, the things, the glory of God that we've beheld with our eyes. We're thankful for everything that He's done. And while we're grateful, while we will never forget, uh, we have to look forward. We have to set our eyes on on the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ. We have to to, to look forward to, to what God's called us to. And I believe that God's called us to greater things than, than He's done uh, this past year. And if we're going to attain all that He has for us, if we're going to reach what He has for us, what He's called us to, then we're going to need to be equipped with what He's given us. Can you say amen? He's given us everything that we need. He's given us the tools that we need for success, everything that He's, that he's called us to. He hasn't left us empty-handed He's given us the tools we need to be equipped. And what we're going to look at in these midweek services is, is the armor of God. And we're going to spend time in God's Word looking at that and studying that and learning about that. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, if you have your Bibles, let's read together. Ephesians six ten. A final word, the Bible says, Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on, all God, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. How many know that we have an enemy? Can you say amen? He's real. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world. And against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, now the Bible says therefore, basically saying because of all this, because of what we just read, as a result, put on every piece of God's armor, every piece, so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Verse 14, stand your ground, the Lord tells us, putting on the belt of truth. So here we go. Putting on the belt of truth and the body, body armor of God's righteousness. For, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times, and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Bow your head with me tonight. Father, we come before you, Lord, this evening, God. We're so grateful, Lord, for the mighty work that you've done in our lives, Lord. We're thankful for the work that you are doing in our lives, and we're thankful for what you are going to do, Father. And Lord, as we gather together to hear your word, Father, I pray that you would help prepare our hearts, Father God, for what you have for us, God. Soften our hearts, Lord, that we would be teachable tonight. Father, let our ears be open, my God. Let us receive with gladness your word, Father God, that your word. Would cleanse us, that your word would transform us, God, would transform our minds, oh God, that we would think as you want us to think, Father God, as we would see as you want us to see, Father God. Lord, I pray for your people tonight, God, those in the house of God tonight, and those also tuning in, my God, for every struggle, every trial, God, every situation and circumstance, Father God, as we trust in you, God, for victory in all things, Lord Tonight, Lord God, we're ready to receive your word. Help us, Father God. We thank you for all that you're doing. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. And all the believers say, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Equipped the armor of God. Now, the armor of God is an illustration in God's word, as we just read, that reminds us of the reality of spiritual battle and describes a protection. Available to you and I. It's real. This battle. This war that we're in. It's real. Each piece of armor has a distinct purpose and means of defense against temptation and evil. Evil's for real. Temptation is for real. The strategies and the wiles of the devil are for real. His desire to sift you and I like wheat... To put a stumbling block in front of us, to oppose us, to stop us, or to cause us to just remain still and to not move forward is his desire, is his strategy. And if you've been serving God for any amount of time, you've felt that, you've seen that, you know what that's about, you've experienced that. But nevertheless, God has called us to take on our armor and to move forward forward. He's not called us to stay still. He's not called us to, to go backwards, definitely, but he's called us to move forward. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There's a lot ahead for us, and we have to pursue it. Now, the full armor of God, as we read, is comprised of the following, and, and we're going to focus on a, just a couple of things here. But to summarize, it's, fo- it's, it's comprised of the belt of truth, which we're going to look at tonight. It's comprised also of the breastplate of righteousness, which we will look at tonight. And in following weeks, it's comprised of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. Matthew Henry said this regarding the armor. He said, the armor is prepared for us. It's prepared for you and I. It's there accessible for you and I. But we must put it on. You have to get up each and every morning, and you have to put it on. Each and every day, you have to put on the armor of God. We must put it on. That is, we must pray for grace. We must use the grace given us and draw it out into act and exercise as there is occasion. We're called to be proactive in this world, to make an impact in our neighborhoods, to make an impact in our ministry, in our church, in our families, to make an impact, to to be proactive in the things of God, to be a light in this dark world. God's called us to do that. Not to be passive, not to be quiet, not to get lost in the shadows, but, but to be a light in this dark world. Not for your glory, Not because you want the attention or I want the attention, but so that we can glorify Him and that many can be changed and touched by His power. We must use this grace given us and draw it out and to act and exercise as there is occasion. The reason assigned why the Christian should be completely armed is that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the strategies of the devil, that he may be able to hold out and overcome. Notwithstanding all the devil's assaults, both of force and fraud, all the deceits he tries to put upon us, and all the snares that he lays for us. He's constantly trying, the devil, to ensnare you, to trap you, to take you out, to cause you to lose focus of what God wants you and I to focus on, to cause us to be distracted, to lose heart, to lose faith, To throw in the towel, to give up, to go back. It's his desire. But God gives us his word, he gives us his armor so that we can stand. Now, in warfare, in any warfare, there are opposing sides. Can you say amen? We're gonna have to pick a side light or darkness, holiness or unrighteousness. In warfare, there's a battlefield. In warfare, this conflict, constant conflict, there are casualties. For some, there's victory, for others, there's defeat. So, what side will we choose this evening? What side will we pursue? What side will we decide to be on? Because we all have to choose sides. And as we kick off this sermon series tonight, we're going to focus on the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness, which is truth and righteousness. Truth and righteousness. That's what we're going to focus on tonight as the armor of God, that, that, those components of the armor of God. Now, as we look at truth, as we think of truth, contrary to uh, the, the society's opinion, there is still a definite truth. There is still absolute truth in this world. Now, many would say that it's subjective. It's just based on your opinion. It's based on your upbringing. It's based on on how you were raised. It's based on your own personal belief system. Truth is subjective. It's it's whatever it means to you, whatever seems right to you. That's what the world says. That's what many teach. That's what many will proclaim. But the Word of God is the absolute truth. There is still absolute truth in this world, something that we can stand on, something that we can believe, something that that can govern our lives, that can govern our decisions. We need that in our lives. We need truth. Each and every day, that's why you and I come to church constantly, for many reasons, but one is to hear the truth of God's word, to be reminded of his power, to be reminded of what he wants us to be reminded about. Can you say amen? We're going to be focusing on the armor of God. So this is something. I know we've heard sermons on the armor of God. I know we've heard it. But let us be reminded and refreshed with this as we enter into this new year. It's not by accident that the Lord's speaking to us about this topic tonight. Because again, I believe he has great things for you and I. But we're going to have to be equipped. We can't afford to walk haphazardly in this, in this, this Christian life, in this warfare that he's, give, that he's called us to. Truth. There's still absolute truth. It's God's Word. It's infallible. It's proven. It's documented. It's real. It's something that we can stand on. And if you're in here tonight or you could hear my voice and you have not accepted and believed that the Word of God is absolute truth, then I I would say that you're dead in the water tonight. Because if you don't believe that the Word of God is absolute truth, what's going to happen is you're just going to believe those things that you want to believe and the things that that sound harsh or the things that you're not really sure about, you're just going to put those on the shelves and that it compromises the integrity of God's Word in your life. From cover to cover, you have to believe it. You have to accept it. You have to receive it even when it speaks those things in our lives that convict us, that our flesh definitely doesn't agree with. If we don't accept all of it, we don't accept any of it. His word is truth. Amen. His word is truth. From cover to cover. His word is truth. We could stand on it. We could believe it. We could proclaim it. We could let it direct our lives, and we should let it direct our lives. We use it as a compass to to make sure that we're walking in the right direction. If our lives, if our decisions, if our speech, if our thinking doesn't line up with God's word, then we're going in the wrong direction. John 14, 6, Jesus says this. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Such a profound passage, a profound statement that leaves no question who Jesus is. Now, this is is talking about Jesus. There's no question that he is the way, that he is the truth and the life. No, so that we can appease society and so that we can be liked by all people and be uh, uh, approved by all people. Sometimes you may be tempted to agree that there are many ways out there to God. There are many ways to heaven. Whatever is right for you, whatever works for you, as long as you're a good person. We've heard all that, right? And as good as that sounds, as 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 much as I'd like to believe that being a good person is great, and we need to be good people, we need to strive for righteousness. In no way can we ever leave out the truth that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. This year, don't be afraid to to, to speak this truth to, to to your coworkers, to your friends, and to your family. Those that think there is another way to heaven, they they will be deceived. And you and I will be responsible if we don't speak that truth. Now understand this. When you and I have that opportunity to share the good news of the gospel, if we don't share that clarity, that truth, that, that example here in John 14, 6, we're robbing them. Because there's a deception there that the devil has, has threw out in the whole world. That whatever works for you, as long as you do good works, as you're a good person, it doesn't matter what religion you're a part of or what you believe. See, many say that. But if you and I don't clarify that for them, then when we have the opportunity, then we've robbed them of the truth. And what does the Bible say? That the, they, they shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Set them free, Right? So if we don't speak that truth, if we don't share that truth, then we are robbing the world of of, of the goodness of God. God wants to use you and I as lights in this dark world. So the truth is something that we need. We need to stand on the truth. It's a part of the armor of God in our lives. It's this truth that has kept you, that has kept me, the truth of God's word, the truth that I could stand on. Now think back in your life before Christ, what things you and I believed, what ways we thought, the things that we thought were cool, the things that we thought were right, the things that we chased after. We were deceived. We were chasing our tails in this world, going in circles, getting nowhere, being deceived each and every day. We thought we were living, but we weren't living. We were deceived and we were lied to. We remember our outlook, our philosophy the thoughts that we had, the things that we deemed as important in our lives. But when we accepted Christ, thank you, Jesus, and allowed his word to cleanse our hearts, to cleanse our minds, and renew our minds, thank you, Jesus. What change has taken place? Thank you, Lord. The change that has taken place because what? We've accepted the truth. Amen? We've accepted the truth of God's word. We've accepted the revelation of God's word. And how our lives have been changed. Never to be the same ever again. It's this truth that has impacted our lives because of this truth. And it's the truth that God wants to share with the rest of the world. I remember as a, as a young boy, I remember being lost and bound. I remember being confused. I remember uh, not, not believing in Christ, believing in God, wondering if there was even a God. I remember those times in my life. I remember not having that hope. And I remember the time that God saved me. I remember when Christ found me. I remember the, the moment that I felt that I was infused with purpose in my life. Through Jesus Christ, through the word of God, it was through the truth of God's word that that came. See, the belt of truth, as part of the armor of God. It's the first piece that's mentioned here in our passage. The first piece, and it's not by accident. See, a warrior's belt was essential for a survival. It not only held his weapons, but it cinched his tunic at his waist, allowing him to move about freely, to prepare for battle. And you've you've seen this before, right? When some people get ready to fight, what do they do? They take their shirt off. Why? Because they don't want to be caught slipping, right? They don't want to get their shirt or their sweater pulled over their head and be distracted. It's kind of the same thing. The belt of truth holds all things together, gets you and I ready gets our posture ready, gets us ready to be able to battle and fight in this war that God's called us to. The belt of truth provides spiritual freedom and protection for those who belong to Jesus Christ. Now, as we, as we mentioned here just a moment ago, John eight thirty two. the Bible says that the truth will set you free. The truth will set us free. Each and every day, each and every day we have to take on the belt of truth. God's word, we have to speak it over our lives. We have to ingest it. We have to, we have to read it. We have to memorize it. We have to meditate upon it. We have to think on it. And let this, be, this, let this year be a turning point, amen, in our lives with our love for the word of God. For seeking God in his word. Let's put down the phone a little bit more and pick up the Bible a little bit more this year. Can you say amen? Let's spend uh, some less time on social media and and our phones and devices and more time in the presence of God with His Word. It'll bring that change that we all desire. I know it will. We have the truth in our lives. This year, we have to act like it. This year, we have to take it on. In our jobs, at our homes in our homes, everywhere among our families, the truth of God's word. Stand on God's word. You and I will not be disappointed. Another said is that truth is symbolically represented as a bout which both protects our abdomen, abdomen and gathers up our garments so that we can fight effectively. Putting on the bout prepares us for action. It frees one for movement. And it put a soldier in a battle frame of mind. When it was time to fight, when it was time to enter battle, they had to gird up their loins with truth. They had to prepare themselves for battle. And in the same way, you and I have to take on the Word of God, the truth of God's Word, the truth of God, to hold all things together in our lives so that we could be able to stand and not trip and not falter and not fail. See, too many Christians today are walking about driven by emotions, carnal passions, and not being grounded on God's word. Brother and sister, let that never be said about us. So we're all emotional. We battle with emotions. We bat- battle with different mindsets. Mindsets, with opposition of the mind, right? You know what this is about. I know what this is about, right? Have you ever had, had a thought just starting Maybe it was a negative thought, and then it just snowballs, and you, you, you and I, we, we continue to think about these things, and then, and then from the mind, it goes to the heart. We start to feel angry. We start to feel upset and bitter because we just let it go. We don't stop it. We have to hold on to the truth, the truth of God's word. Let God's word direct our emotions. Yes, our passions. We get emotional, we get offended, we get discouraged, we get all these things, right? We've experienced all these things in our lives. And if we're not grounded on God's word, these things can take us out. If you're in this place tonight and you've been experiencing opposition and you've been on a... a, particular battlefield, perhaps, in your life, maybe this season, and you're contemplating some important things in your life, some important decisions, I would encourage you to take careful thought and be honest with yourself, and ask yourself, are you putting on the armor of God each and every day? If you're praying about these things, about some big decisions, you and I cannot afford to to go in unequipped each and every day we have to seek God in His Word, especially when it comes time to making important decision, decisions in our lives. If those decisions that we're making are based on emotion, then watch out. Be careful. And we're all susceptible to this church. We have to take on the armor of God each and every day. Take these things before God. God, I'm dealing with this thing, God. I'm feeling this thing. I'm thinking this thing. Being, on, being honest with the Lord. And he'll direct us and he'll help us. And as we stand on his word, as we're patient and we stand on the word of God, on his truth, I believe that you'll be able to weather the storm, that I'll be able to weather the storm. But you're gonna have to stand on God's word and always use God's word as a compass to direct your life, not your emotions, not your passions, not your opinions, not my opinions, But God's word, amen? Jesus, the truth of God's word, we need it. Let God's truth ground us. Let Let it keep us right and keep our thinking right when we're tempted to go the other way. So we have the truth of God's word. Next, the Bible tells us to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now as we learn the truth of God holds all things together, We must first have the belt of truth firmly in place. Without truth, our righteousness, which we're going to start talking about righteousness now, without truth, our righteousness will be based upon our own attempts to impress God. And this leads to legalism or self-condemnation. So now we get to talk about the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness that protects the torso, which contains the vital organs in our lives, such as a heart and lungs. The devil often tries to attack our emotions. Can you say amen? man"? Sometimes he has a field day and he's, he's opposing us in, in our emotions. The breastplate of righteousness, it guards our heart and assures us that God protects us from feeling like we are not loved or appreciated. It's a righteousness of Christ as we talk about the breastplate of righteousness. Now let's look in 1 Corinthians chapter one, verse 30, and uh, media team, you don't have that scripture because I, uh, I just included it here, but follow along with me. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1:30, the Bible says this: It says, "God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself." Listen to this: Christ made us right with God. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that, isn't that good news tonight? Christ made you right with God. Christ made us right with God. That's good news tonight. Thank you, Jesus. He made us pure. It gets even better. Thank you, Lord. He made us pure and holy. Is this true? Is this real? That God can call us pure and holy? Yes, the Word of God does. Why? Because of Christ. And He freed us from sin. Thank you, Jesus. He freed us from sin. If you're in this place and you're battling and you're struggling with sin, tonight the Lord wants to free you from sin. Therefore, as the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's not our work. It's not our own righteousness. It's the righteousness of Christ. What beautiful inheritance you and I have, brother and sister. It's through Christ. We have the righteousness of God. We're called the righteousness of God. Why? Because of Jesus Christ. This breastplate, it protects us against the arrows that are shot our way. Give me one second. Let me take myself up here. All right, ready to go. Proverbs 4.23, the Bible says, above all else, guard your heart for it, is, uh, for it is the wellsprings of life. God has equipped us. He's given us the tools that we need to stand, to live righteously, to live holy, holy in this life. Now Ephesians six sixteen is as as in in the coming weeks they're going to be talking about the, taking on the shield of faith. But in this passage, it talks about the fiery darts of the wicked. And how many know that's what the enemy does? How many of you ever been in prayer, or you've been in church, or you've just been about your business at work, and out of left field you get these crazy thoughts? Thoughts of sin, thoughts of deception, thoughts of bitterness, thoughts of anger, of malice, thoughts of lust. Those aren't coming from the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? Those are the fiery darts of the wicked. Maybe the enemy reminding you of something, reminding you of a past hurt, a past pain, to, to try to cause you and I to be bitter with a past experience or against someone or causing us to be malicious against someone. Don't you remember what they said to you? Do you remember how they came at you? Do you remember what they caused you to feel at that moment? And these darts, he's throwing them. He's throwing them. He's throwing them, constantly throwing them at our lives. And if we're not careful, if we don't take on the armor of God, those things are gonna get into our minds and and he's gonna have a field day, but that's not God's desire in our lives. He wants us to stand and have the breastplate of righteousness. Now, one commentator said this regarding righteousness. Righteousness must be our breastplate. The righteousness of Christ imputed to us is our breastplate against the arrows of wrath. The righteousness of Christ implanted in us in our breastplate to fortify the heart against the attacks which Satan makes against us. This righteousness, it's not our own, but it was given to us as we are in Christ." He is our righteousness forever. Thank you, Jesus. And we're sometimes tempted to say to the devil, look at all I've done for the Lord. But that's shaky ground. Though sometimes it feels good. It is shaky because the feelings and experiences change quickly. But God's righteousness doesn't. It never changes. The breastplate of righteousness is your best defense against the sense of spiritual depression and gloom that comes against us. In all things, you and I, brother and sister, we're going to have to stay humble and take on the breastplate of righteousness. Never boast about your works and your accolades and all the things that you've done. It's by the very strength of God and the breath of God that He gives us that we're able to do anything remotely righteous or pure. We should always stay humble in the sight of God. If you're tempted to receive the accolades and glory from, from, from people, Reflect it to Christ. Give him thanks. Give him the honor and glory because it's only by him and by his strength that you and I are able to do any of this that he's called us to. Can you say amen? He's counted us sons and daughters of God worthy to be called his his children, but it's because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. See, that's our breastplate. It's Christ's righteousness. It's not our own. It keeps us humble. When you're down and out, when you're in the trenches, you can believe God's word and look in God's word that says that you are the righteousness of Christ. Again, not because of your own strength or your own goodness, but because of his love and grace for you and I. So with that truth, I can hold my head up. Not in pride, not in arrogance, but in dignity that I find in Jesus Christ. I can hold my head up. He knows me. He knows my past. He knows the things that I've done, the things that I've thought. And he knows you. But still, he calls you and I a son and a daughter of God. Amen. That's good news tonight. And it's not for us to boast in our own works, but to boast in Christ and thank him for everything that he's done in our lives. As you prepare to wind this down tonight, I read about a sergeant in the armed forces named Daniel Malm. And this sergeant, he was a sergeant in the 110th Chemical Battalion. And back in 2011, Malm, Sergeant Malm was serving in Afghanistan with the 10th Mountain Division's 425th Field Artillery. And his unit was assigned to the task of pushing the Taliban back across uh, the border. Now, after making some advancements— Sergeant Malm's unit developed a temporary encampment, and Sergeant Malm was showing a young private how to place claymores, uh, the the mines, uh, to secure the unit's position from insurgents. Now the story goes on to say that this sergeant, he got up to examine the claymore that he just planted, and out of nowhere he was shot by two enemy snipers who had set up close to a nearby wall. And in most circumstances his life would have ended at this moment. He was shot by two snipers. They were using high-caliber rifles and shot Sergeant Malm straight into the stomach. So Sergeant Malm, he went down to his knees as a bullet hit his armor plate. And as he was slightly shocked after that, he instinctively stood back up and he got back up right away. And again, the snipers shot at him again this time hitting him in the chest. Sergeant Mound fell to his back because of the impact. But the plate caught the second round as well. And I have an image there. And this here, uh, guys, if you have that image, um, I don't know if you do or not, but uh, if not, it's okay. There's a This sergeant was awarded a plaque afterwards, and on this plaque was his actual breastplate that had the impact um, of, this, of, of this, uh, this enemy fire. There it is right there. Thanks, guys. So imagine that. Him being properly equipped and deciding that morning, although it was a routine day, he was going about his business doing what he was, was called to do. He didn't know that, that his armor would be tested this day, but he was ready. And in the same way, brother and sister, you and I have to always be ready. I pray that tomorrow no trials come your way. I pray that no opposition comes your way. I pray that it's an easy day for you. I pray that work goes just as you planned it to. I pray that, that, that things in your family goes, go just as you planned it to. But how many know it's not always going to be a sunny day. Can you say amen? Out of the blue, Out of left field, a trial can come like that. You and I have to always be prepared and ready. And as you and I every morning get up and put on the armor of God, we are readying ourselves for the battle. In this fight, we're not alone. And as Jesus has called us to victory, he's given us everything everything that we need in this life to survive, to thrive, and to shine for him. Now, as the worship team makes their way up, I thought of a scripture here. I, 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 God gave me this scripture, as it talks about being equipped in this world. Now listen to this. In Second Peter one three, the Bible says this. It says, "By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Everything." God has given you everything, every tool that you need to live a godly life. God has given that to you and I. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. So by his divine power, church, he's given you everything you need for living a godly life. Everything. And you may have heard this scripture before. This is a a reminder to you, but perhaps you're in this place and, and this is news to you that God's called you to live a holy life and you may be asking yourself and thinking and scratching your head, my goodness, how can I live holy in this crazy world? God, don't you know my background? Don't you know where I've come from, God? Don't you remember what you forgave me from, God? You're calling me to live holy and righteous? but we're not left alone. Bible says that He's given you everything you need to live a godly life. Every tool, every strength, every strategy He's given you to live a godly life. And it's found in the armor that He's given you and I. It's found in the Word of God. It's found in His grace. It's found in His forgiveness. Everything He's given us to live a godly life. So don't make excuses for yourself why you can't live a godly life. Why you can't serve God? Why you can't live holy and righteous for Jesus? There's no excuse. We're without excuse. Why? Because by His grace and strength, by His glory and goodness, as the Bible says, He's given you everything you need to live this life righteously, holy. He's given it to you and I by His grace and goodness. So this month, as we focus on being equipped on the armor of God, as we kick this off tonight, let's remember to take on the belt of truth and to take on the breastplate of righteousness so that we will be ready in all things to battle, to warfare, to speak his word, to shine his light in this world so that God can continue to use our lives. Amen. You receive that this evening? Praise God. Let's give God praise in this place. Father, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you for your grace and goodness, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy, for your truth, oh God. We thank you, Father, for giving us everything that we need, Father God, to live this life as you've called us to live, Father. Lord, I lift up your people tonight, my God, for strength. The one who is down and out tonight for your comfort, for your guidance. The one who feels weak, oh God, that we would seek you for our strength, Father God. Lord, for the one that's discouraged, God, that we would seek you as our hope, Father. For the one that needs direction, oh God. Father God, that we would seek you in your word, God, knowing that your word is a light to our path. Hallelujah. With every head bowed, every eye closed tonight, church, God is good in this place. And I believe that God is is helping us to posture ourselves to get ready for what he wants to do this year. It's going to be good, but it's not going to be easy. Taking new ground is never never easy. It's going to take work. It's going to take resolve. The Apostle Paul said that, A great and effectual door is open to me, and there are many adversaries. God is taking us someplace. As I said in the beginning, we're moving forward. There's going to be opposition. There are going to be adversaries. But if we equipped ourselves with the armor of God and all that he's given us, we'll be able to be victorious and successful. Thank you, Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed tonight, if you're